Hello, my name's Errol Douglas. Welcome to the Errol Douglas and Friends podcast. Hi guys, welcome to Errol Douglas podcast and friends. I'm really excited. This man is somebody who absolutely absolutely knows me inside out. Uh, he's traveled the world with me. He's been on a roller coaster with me. And it's quite interesting because this is all about mentoring uh, the Errol Douglas Club. Um, obviously, you know, hairdressers, we mentor without even knowing it. Uh, but um, Craig Chapman is one of those guys who has evolved into one of my best friends. He's a beautiful soul, beautiful person. Uh, there's not many things I don't do without Craig. And that's, <laughs> that's quite a lot. Uh, and you're gonna, I'm going to be mentioning people uh, on this interview as well. But uh, Craig Chapman, for me, is your epitome of somebody who is so successful not just because he's uh, based in Launceston, it's just because of the person he is. He's always in London, even though he's got his business, which is like hundreds of miles away uh, from here. He's a, an award winner. Uh, he's a session worker. He's got his own hair.com company as well as being an ambassador for quite a few uh, companies. So Craig, this interview for me is, I want people to know things they don't know about you. And obviously you've got like a nice little, I'll let you say it afterwards. Ah. But, um, tell, because not many people know this journey. How did we first meet? How did we first um, uh, meet? Oh, Errol, well, look, thanks for your kind words to start off with. And thanks for having me on the on your podcast. It's very exciting for me. Um, but how did we, how did we first meet? We first met when I very randomly entered a competition in Creative Head magazine um, to assist you at the gala show for the Australian Hairdressing Awards. And I remember uh, it, you had to write like 50 words on why, I, why you would be the perfect assistant. And I kind of just put up, well, you'd be a fool not to have me. And, <laughs> yes. uh, um, and I mean, at that time, I, you know, I had a like really successful salon in Launceston and Cornwall and um but wasn't doing a great deal away from that town um and you know I won the competition and I can remember you ringing up and and being like congratulations you've won this prize and I can remember the phone going and my manager Di was like Errol Douglas is on the phone and I'm like what's he doing ringing me and you know what I we, we did the we I I got into the competition. I, you flew me, Matrix flew me out to um, Australia. And in all honesty, Errol, that was a defining moment in my career and when everything flipped on its head. Um, partly because you didn't let me sleep for four days. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to work on such an amazing show, and, you know, I admired you, admired you still do admire you so much. So Thank for you. me... From a coming from a rural, uh, provincial town, a salon in a provincial town, and to end up in Australia doing the gala show for the hairdressing awards, I mean, it was mind blowing for me. Absolutely mind blowing. It'll be a time I will never forget. And I know the Fame team were on it, and you know, I met Jamie Stevens and a load of the guys then. But yeah. it really just we have to make some historical statements because I took Jamie because he was then working for me. He was my artistic director, yeah. and I. Jamie Stevens to Megan. Megan. Like, he always says, oh, I met her out there. Yeah, right. But at the end of the day, that show um, was a very important show for me. And it was a statement because the creativity in Australia and how they think is off, off the charts. So oh. to have done that show, and I think we had I don't know, like 25 models, 30 models. It was a lot of work. I remember running around trying to find the same high heels somewhere. Some yeah. Had yeah. The same oh, high you, heels, all of them. You ended up buying all those shoes, didn't you? I bought the lot. Yes. I still have a pair in my wardrobe that I pop on now and again, just for nostalgia's sake. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later. Uh, but 
that that show for me, and you know, and, and I will say this to um, our listeners and all the club people who are listening, is it's so nerve wracking to assist somebody and to understand what they want and this is the great process and i'm, I'm going to go into it yeah more. it's but it's, it's so true i mean i'd never done anything like that before you know i, I you know i'm busy, busy i was a busy salon stylist and mm. to to assist on a show like that when i'd never got involved in anything it was really nerve-wracking but this, this is the one of the things that i remember so vividly about it all is that i met you and it was like i'd known you all of my life mm. and you know you were you were so so kind and so gracious and made sure that I was involved in every single process and every moment of that event. So I wasn't just stood passing you pins and watching you doing the work. I was doing the work. I was involved in it and created some of the looks. And you taught me, you taught me things that I never thought I would have ever have learned. And I can remember doing a show for a local college down here in Devon about a year later. And half the things I put on that stage were things I learned on that show. And, you know, it was, I can remember doing it and everybody going, oh my God, how do you do that? And I was thinking, well, you know, I've just been on the show with this guy and he's shown me how to do tricks and tricks. But, you know, you, you guided me through that whole experience. So when I got on the plane that came home, I felt like my skill level had developed so massively that it inspired me to the point where I kind of changed the direction of my career. And look at you now. And all I can say, and it's a relief, because we do this anyway. Um, and I'm going to talk about, you know, collections later. We do this anyway. But it's such a relief when the show is over. The adrenaline is great. But you know what it's like. You can yeah. Because we, we're, we, we're up for hours, as in the early hours going into the morning. But when that show was over, I was so relieved. Yeah. So relieved. Well, there's so much pressure because you want it, you want it to be perfect, yeah. and and everybody's everybody's watching it, everybody's looking for inspiration, everybody's looking yeah. to be wowed, and you know all that pressure sits on your shoulders to make sure that you deliver. So mm. as much as like you say, the adrenaline, it's you're, you're as high as a kite on adrenaline, and yeah. um, and you're right. When it was over, it's a relief, but it's a relief of ecstasy because you re you know you pulled something off that's been major, and. Mm. Um, and one thing we should try, because I saw it backstage in Australia, um, some of the hairdressers get so tanked up when they're doing shows and doing stuff or doing photographic work. And you know me and you, we're just so straight. Nothing. Yeah. We, we should do a shoot one day when we're all tanked up and you just come in and you're just doing something. But um, yeah, on it, that shoot was amazing. And, you know, um, uh, today we are you know, the best of friends and yeah. you, you're, like I said, you're still in this evolving thing, but tell people because obviously, you know, you're miles away from London. Uh, you're very active uh, with photographic work, session work, TV work. Tell us about the photo. No, tell us about the TV work and being in London first. Okay. Um, well, I think one of the things I think once I've found, found my, um, once I removed my lack of doubt in my ability and I knew there was people around to help and support, you know, which, which is, you know, the gift that you gave me, um, I was kind of like, right, well, I want more of this kind of world. And, and I'm definitely the kind of person who likes to try out different things. So I, I stepped into fashion a little bit to start with and runway um, and then uh, moved into editorial and kind of was dipping my toes into different uh, aspects of the industry to see what really floated my boat to be honest with you and but you know like this you know, amazing industry is as you're working through things you meet great people and uh, they they ask you to different jobs and it kind of naturally takes you in directions that you might not have thought of um, and the one thing I did realize really early on was say yes to everything try it out do your absolute best keep your good manners and, and work hard but it gives you an opportunity to find out the things you you love. And through doing photographic with Barry Jeffrey, who's a great friend of ours and is an amazing photographer. Um, I'm a makeup artist, Elizabeth. Um, and uh, she introduced me to her agent um, for an X Factor advert. They were looking for a team. Um, so I was already coming up to London. Elizabeth knew that. And um, 
And so they asked me to do the X Factor advert, which we did. It was the very first introduction for me into doing anything to do with TV. And I just absolutely loved it. And and considering it was the very first time I was pulling people in as my to work with me, none of us had done it before. So we were all, it's a bit like that show you're talking about, the adrenaline is what takes you through. And the relief when you've done it, it is incredible. Um, but, you know, we succeeded. We did really well. We met all our briefs. We had helping hands all the way through uh, from Jackie Tyson, who's one of, uh, who's the, uh, my agent, amazing makeup artist. Um, and they contacted me and asked if they would, I would like to join their agency. So they're fundamentally makeup artists that do hair um, and great, you know, they're great on all their skills, but they didn't have anybody that was just hair only. So they brought in, brought me in to be able to pitch to take um, over departments basically within TV. So we basically got the voice. We, I've got the residency on the voice, which has been six years now. Um, and that really was the catapult into working into TV. And so that's been a major part of my career now for six years, which is absolutely amazing and brings me into London an awful lot. I mean, sometimes I'd be on the motorway from, from Launceston twice a week to come and do things like that and still run my clientele in Cornwall. I mean, it was absolutely bonkers. But um, but those doors opened up all sorts. So I've got the opportunity to do music videos as well and the Brit Awards, the BBC Music Awards. There was so much development around that. So, you know, anything to do with filming, um, I've had, you know, I've had a good, really good six years of, uh, of a really interesting career in that. So how did you find the time? Because um, we... I don't <laughs> Well, I don't sleep anyway. Um, <laughs> how, how did you find the time? Because this kind of brings us uh, beautifully um, to somebody who we have in common. Because uh, you met Ashley Hodges. On yeah, amazing girl. Boots. And now, again, it's the trio. And I'm going to talk about Evangeline uh, later as well. Yeah, sure. Everybody is always there. I can always, it's not a rely thing, because I don't use that word lightly. I don't like rely it's not about relying if you're doing something i'm doing something we would always run naturally to help that person yeah that's that's the word that was running through my head was that it's just it's a natural it's yeah. natural um and yeah i met ashley on on um the photo Head shoot. no it was um three with point a death valley shoot the 3.0 with um when we use those amazing hair pieces and um yes it was that shoot with david manor no was it was it david manor yeah. one it was the shoot oh, sorry. david manor that beautiful blue that, background yes sorry. really angelic really gorgeous shoot that was a blip I, I forgot about that shoot because that was my days when i was at moroccan oil that, yeah. Yeah, that's Correct. yes was that yeah. was it the broken yeah. oil it, yeah. yeah um yeah that's where we i met ashley and i mean you know i'd never met ashley before and we hit it off straight away and I mean, we've gone beyond being great friends. We're business partners in Hair.com Art Team now. Um, you know, a completely natural, organic journey that me and Ashley have gone on. And, and you know, that in itself has been an incredible, um, an incredible journey and an amazing support, especially through all the pandemic time. You know, we created a lot of magic through that time because we had we had the time on our hands to, yeah. to work and develop that. But but yeah, nat naturally, the three of us kind of have come together Together. And I mean, that's, you know, that's down to you also. But I think, like you're saying, it's a natural support. We can call on each other at any time and say, well, we've got the shoot going on or we've got this different events. I mean, Ashley helps me on pretty much every TV event that I, I do. She's like my the first person I ring. But on any British hairdressing award shoots, I think you've been on half of the ones that I've done. I've been on probably nearly every one you've done in the last 10 years bar one Australian one um but it's great because and I don't know you said you're saying you can't saying you, you can't use that words rely but actually I think you can it's just you know that you can it's a natural a natural phone call to say to come to that we come together but it's because we can rely on each other and we know that we'll make it happen to to support each other and I think that's that's just something that happens as you work through your career and it can be any any career that you've got but as you grow, you find people that you're connected to and that naturally 
you know you work really well with and it's almost you know it's it's unfortunate you don't have to think you just know that they're getting what you're doing and that is a really rare connection to find so we hold on to that right so absolutely to but what are your challenges because we have discussions uh a lot obviously artistically uh, mm -hmm. i'm very fortunate i've got a great business partner kim clayton so i can gallivant and do everything um you're a one-man show i know you've got great people um head of departments but you're still Craig, Craig Chapman, the businessman, and running around. How do you get that? Uh, <laughs> oh <my God>. Okay, <laughs> honestly, there is a scrap of balance whatsoever. It's, um, it's. Uh, I mean, look, I'm really lucky. I've got the most incredible manager um, and director of my business, um, Di, Di yeah. Shoot, and she's been with me 20 years now. Um, and, and in all honesty, I kid about the fact that really it should be her name above the door because I come in and look after my clients and then I disappear. And she keeps she's kept everything running. I mean, she's absolutely incredible. And in all honesty, she is she has been the balance for me to be able to do all the other things that I do, along with, you know, the team that I've had, whether they're, whether they're with me now or not. But over the years, the team that have been there and kept that biz kept that business running as well mm. uh, so there's times when i've been like oh my god you must be mental for the fact that i'm like literally working every hour that god sends and sometimes not getting back till one in the morning and then being behind the chair at eight do you know yeah. you know I've, so the balance i don't know i don't know where i i feel like i'm getting more into the area of balance which i guess we'll come to in a moment about you know my future plans mm. But I think because I live live provincially, I live in a, a small market town and didn't have the the ability to be in a city so that everything can be on my doorstep. Mm. I just had to commit. I had yeah. to commit to the fact that I was going to go on a journey and I was going to um, was going to go after the things that I really, really wanted to achieve. And I wanted to try. I've done things I never thought I would achieve and try, which have been some of my biggest achievements. Um, but it's mostly because I was, I just decided I was going to do it. And, you know, come what may, I was going to make it work. And I think you have to have that kind of determination to be able to go all out. And there are sacrifices you make. There is no two ways about it. You know, social time, relationship time, all those kind of things can be, can be dented. Um, but I just think that over the years. Before, any regrets? No. Okay. No, I mean, the things that you kind of go, oh, I wish that didn't happen or Christ, there's no wonder I got a speeding ticket um, <laughs> or I missed that birthday party. So there are, yes, there are things that you, you kind of can look back on and go, nah, that was a bit of a bummer. But the, the one real reality that comes out of it is you discover who your real friends are yep. and who your real support is because they see what that you're doing something that's important to you and if they love you then they will support you through that and you know i'm i'm super lucky i got the most amazing close-knit bunch of friends and i had a great support team at the salon so it meant i was able to go and do all the things and i knew i always had that there so regrets no i don't have i don't have any regrets i've done some of the most amazing things that i would never ever have dreamt of and they've brought me to a position now in my life where i can actually really fundamentally choose the things i really want to do and you know you know errol you have to go you have to you have to be dedicated and yes i might have been single for a number of years because of it because i never stand still for 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 a number of time but i just look at it that i haven't met the right person that will go on the ride with me but any advice on that for anybody who is listening to this interview what, podcast, don't go on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, anything for our hairdressers? Uh, what to find the balance and to to do this kind of work? Mm. I think you just have to be prepared to stay focused, put your energy in the right places, um, and not quit. If you feel like there's something there for you, 
go for it. Just go for it. You'll always, I did jobs that there's, okay, there's one regret. I did one job that actually almost tipped me over the edge to the point that I didn't think I was capable of doing what I was doing. But, but you know, you you have those moments, right? But I think in all honesty, was that best, photography or live? Was that a live show or was that? That was, that was, that was a TV series. Oh, okay. Yeah. I won't be doing that again in a hurry. But, um, but, um, but I, uh, stay dedicated to your truth. I think if you feel that there is something that is a, a burning desire and flame in you, follow that, follow that light. And there's nothing wrong if it, when you get there, you kind of go, oh, it's not really for me. But you'll be amazed that that will open a door to something that is absolutely perfect for you. Mm -hmm. um, it's very rare, I think, you find that, you know, that sweet spot without having to go through, you know, some bumps and grinds along the way. So, you know, be dedicated. Well, my, my, I've got many highlights with you. Um, if, if you... <laughs> I've got many highlights with you. <laughs> uh, but two of them, which kind of sits in, in my head, was sitting at the table of Creative Head Award when you won Creative Talent. Oh. Hold that, park that. And then last year, I think it was last year or the year, year before, before, when when you um, won your region in British. Yeah. yeah. And you were like, I've never seen somebody so surprised. The <laughs> second one, creative talent, I was like, everybody was jumping up on the air because that is a hard one to win. So tell me about that. Because we had two tables. There was a lot of people there. Oh, it was such good fun. Well, my mum was there, and yes, and, you know, there was my, my godson was there, and I mean, it was the he... perfect. It was the perfect group, and I mean, can remember I, I can remember you saying I was nominated for a, a, a few awards that year, which I was so grateful for. Mm. And I can remember you ringing me up and saying, "Which one's the most important for you?" And and I said. Um, creative talent and you asked me why and I said because you know you had to write a portfolio for the full portfolio for it and I think it was because at that it was 2017 and that year prior to that was probably I did some of my hugest highlight moments in my career at that point I was I was living the dream so to speak even though there was no uh, no sleep to be had in that in that time but so I felt that it was the most authentic um, nomination I'd ever had. You know, it was like it was it was really showing the the hard work and all the dedication and and actually the growth within my career. So that that creative talent was just it was everything. But you know, I was up against some huge names, and I can remember looking at it and I was like, I, I'm not going to get this. I was delighted to be nominated. So actually, when I when my name was called out. I stood on both of the hosts' toes when I stood up, got on the stage to give them a hug. They had open toe stands, they had great big creepers on, squished both of their toes, got in front of the the um, microphone and was just like, uh, this is to work in your ass off and came off the stage. I was the worst. I sat down and my mum went, well, that was the worst speech you could ever have made. And, um, but I was so overwhelmed by it. Yeah. I was so, so overwhelmed. It was, a, it was a, an amazing moment. And actually I really felt it kind of solidified and made my career, my career to that date actually set it in stone. And uh, and it was the proudest, proudest moment for me. It I really What makes that so good is the case studies. Remember we were saying the case studies? Yeah, yeah. You have to prove that you are the creative talent for your company and yourself, but not everybody can have a case study or they don't know what it means. No, I mean, I think that's why that year was just, it was a great year I was doing, I think I'd, I think that year I'd done the Steps relaunch. I was working, I worked um, in New York on Broadway that year. Um, I'd done Cannes Film Festival. I'd done so many different, different types of work within our industry. It wasn't just in one avenue. Yeah. And, and it was a great package. It was a great story. Yeah, it was. And I mean, I can remember writing it and it was actually really emotional writing it because, mm. you know, I don't forget my roots. I know. Where, that I'm from a small salon in Launceston. So, when you actually put it on paper, what you've what you've been doing, mm. you know, it's it was heartfelt and humbling. So, to for that to be recognised was amazing. But my case study was just the, the it was the best. I I I've Point. never been wider. 
On point. And how did it feel to win um, your region? <laughs> well, that's why I started the British Hairdressing Awards, which was like 13 years ago is my first nomination. And mm. I entered it to win South Western Wales. I wanted that... Um, I wanted that trophy and that recognition for our area. Um, so, you know, and again, there's another ride. I ended up winning Afro hairdresser of the year before I ever won my region. Um, and that was a key, a key that I was given to open the door to more opportunities for sure. There's no two ways about it. The British hairdresser Awards is recognized in all levels of the industry. Um, so, so that really helps that will that help me get an agent to be honest um but you know I, I i think i was nominated for men's a couple of times um avant avant-garde um my region afro so i had you know a great time probably 15 16 nominations i think i had but the um the southwestern wales headdress of the year was the one that i'd always gone in for and actually i won it in the pandemic that was in the pandemic when you could submit work that you'd done previously. And and as soon as that came through, I was like, I know exactly which collection I'm using. I had a favourite one and thankfully would shop so many images that I had stuff that hadn't been used before. And, you know, picked it up in the pandemic when we weren't even allowed to leave the house. So it was it was amazing. It was absolutely you left the house with your dog, Fred. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, me and Fred. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, it was... It was it, it really helps me through a time and we all lived that, you know, we've all lived the pandemic and it's affected us in so many different ways, but it was such a lift for me at that time to, to realize that it was worth sticking with it. And, you know, like I said earlier on, it's about that commitment and following your passion. I stuck with it. And in the end, I got that, I got that, achieved that goal, which was incredible. Anyway, it was good, good for the salon. Ashley, oh. You guys, we were, you know, everybody was there screaming down the phone to me. It was just, it's just the best feeling. It was, and you deserved it. So I know your passion for Afro because, again, it's kind of like a dual um, career that way. But not many people do Afro, but you do Afro well and, and have won. And, you know, yeah. and I'm saying that only because you can say that in anybody. Hair is hair. But you've got through because you've done celebrities. Yeah, no, done a few celebrities, and, yeah. <laughs> and you're known for your Afro prowess. So, how important is that in your career? Mm. Look, I was I was so fortunate when I actually started, and um, I worked for this with this amazing black as a personal apprentice. This amazing um, guy, Francis, who. Um, had a very mixed clientele um and so my initial training was on all hair types mm -hmm. so you know i was you know doing as much textured hair as i was you know straight or wavy or whatever do you know what i mean so so i i didn't even think really about the fact at the time that i was maybe doing something that would step me aside i was just doing i was just doing my job i was just learning and and assisting and supporting an incredible um, hairdresser, textured hairdresser. Um, so, but, you know, I kind of stuck with that for years, but never really made anything of it. And I think, I think uh, it was the, my first win trophy was the Mazzani Look Award. L'Oreal uh, Colour Trophy. And it was... L'Oreal Colour Trophy. Yeah, L'Oreal Colour Trophy. Mm -hmm. And it was the very first year they, they'd ever put a textured hair um category in and i just happened to do a photo shoot with the most gorgeous girl that you know had, had the most beautiful um beautiful hair and and so it, that kind of kicked off a journey really and i i then went for british and got nominated a few times and then then won afro hairdresser of the british but what it did do is it really um honed in a, a, partly about the fact that um it was a part of the industry that wasn't being looked at and being present enough in all hairdressing. Um, and um, really identified this as a place, a go-to environment in Cornwall to, you know, specialise in a certain hair type. I mean, the reality is I was so busy, I didn't really do that much 
um, in the salon. But one of my girls instantly was like, I want to train in this. And she's now like so, so busy. She's trained with um, Michelle Thompson over the years, who's just an absolute dreamboat and incredible um, hairdresser. And and it's kind of defined who we are in our area, really, and made us stand out. You know, yeah. an Afro, an Afro textured hair salon in a small provincial town in North Cornwall. Mm-hmm. It kind of broke a barrier there, I think. And um, and you did. I can remember you saying to me, "Be away, aware of what you get known for." But I couldn't be. I couldn't be prouder for the fact that I got known for um, breaking the mold a little bit. You know, and and kind of you know hopefully opening the eyes that that all hair types can be um you know we can all specialize and be experts in all hair types again as long as we dedicate and spend the time to learn and that brings me beautifully on to talk about shoots because you've been on a lot of my shoots and i've been on a lot of your shoots but i want just a little bit of advice uh, to you know our listeners, because organising a shoot is not easy. No oh, uh, God, it's, it can send you sideways, can't it, Errol? <laughs> the amount of times I've been in your living room at four o'clock in the morning. Yes, yeah. for, making hair pieces and looking through inspirations. It's yeah. it's a it's it's a passion. It's like a drug. Photo shoots are like a drug. It gets so in your skin and in your blood. So there's no two ways about it. But yeah, it's true. The amount yeah. of him. But the thing with me, and you know, and I've said this to you know, because Evangeline's been there, Ashley's been there. Yeah. But we we're up to two or three o'clock in the morning or later, and I don't know how we do that anyway. And we're going through styles and this and that and the other. And it's always amazing when it comes to fruition. But at the end of the day, and I'm going to move on swiftly. Uh, we had had one of the most challenging shoots of my whole career. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to keep this positive because it was meant to happen. Yes. It was a slap in the face to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, not to say I know everything because you know me, I'm not like that, but it stopped me in my tracks. And I just thought, can I ever do this again? Because it was that, you know, and every time we do a shoot, I'll guarantee we get 16 looks. Yeah. 15. It's never eight, you know. Yeah. So obviously I haven't released those other pictures. Um, but what was challenging uh, and keep this, <laughs> I can't tell you what to do. Uh, what was challenging about that shoot for you? Being there. <laughs> no, come on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, without saying. Look, but... okay, so look, we can, it, what was challenging about it is that uh, it was being directed in a way that didn't feel it kind of should have be going and and it was about trying to harness back in the um the direction that you had in your head and i think that's probably the, the what it, the challenge was is that it felt like it was being pulled in one direction rather than being taken in the direction that you wanted to go in and that's i guess that's probably encapsulates all of it doesn't it you know yeah. what well, that's how it was but but the great thing the positive thing about that shoot was the fact of going back to what you're saying about earlier about you know how this a bunch of people come together and 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 again it is that thing of it was relying on you know there was me ashley and evangeline there and we all cared we all wanted it to be the best it could be and even as frustrating as it was at times Mm. we hung out and stood had your back and made sure that you got what you needed out of it and and you know, I guess there's the crown and glory of that shoot, isn't it? Is that um, is that we were all there for each other to make sure it happened? Yeah. Well, that was uh, the biggest roller coaster ever, and I can't tell you how I've been trying to explain to Kim, my business partner, of yeah. what a meant. I mean, um, the thing, if I can interrupt you, the thing that I remember most vividly about all of it is when when <laughs> when we were losing our minds and like trying like trying to pull everybody together you stayed so positive and this is this is something that i know that everybody that knows you and all of us as dear friends know about you is that regardless of what what is happening around you you can all you always find a really positive mindset um and 
even in the face of adversity, you were, you, you're like, it's okay, this is where we're at. We'll just we'll keep moving forward. And you have this innate ability to be able to do it while the rest of us are like, ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, the, but, but the thing with that is, and I'm kind of, I, I, I'm there with you. I'm kind yeah. of, that half of me side is panicking anyway, but I, I can't panic because I can't lose it in front of the photographer and everybody else. Yes, of course. But, I, but, but what I love, and this is why I love you and, um, Ashley and Evangeline. Evangeline Barrett is my business partner in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she's amazing. Couldn't she's do a dynamic young lady. Yeah, she's amazing. But at the same time, I was watching your faces and I was thinking, oh my God, what have I done? What have I done in that respect to have. Because, you know, I believe things come at you for a reason. Everything came at me that day for a reason. And then I had a photographer who would name. Uh, nameless just walk off twice for an hour because he couldn't cope so anyway we're going to move off of that anyway it was a great shoot look the reality is the images that came out of it were yeah. absolutely great shoot. beautiful loads, absolutely thank you very much we've had loads of covers and uh, people are going to see uh, the rest now this swiftly brings us into because we talk about life and we talk about our um, you know, don't get this wrong, guys. We talk about our employees. We talk about circumstances of being a businessman, mm -hmm. um, the pressures of uh, having a business. Yeah, and you've had a lot of pressure, just like most of us. And it's not necessarily coming out of the pandemic. It, pandemic. It's just coming out of the reality side of where do I go now? Mm -hmm. What do I do next? So your journey's changed. So what's been happening to you? Over My the heart. Fluttering actually is <laughs> you're saying that because because I'm making monumental change in my career at the moment. Mm. Um, We're all there for you. Yeah, no, I and and you know that that is everything to me is that I know I've got amazing support around me, and you know that's how you can do these things is you have that support. But fundamentally, there's also a bit of a solo journey too, you know, because you have to make those life choices, and you can be supported and and guided, but you still have to make them yourself. Um, but I've so so um, I think leading up to the pandemic, I was I probably when you said about balance and I said there wasn't anything I'd, I'd lost I'd lost the balance in what I was doing and, and really working way too hard, way, way too hard. And so that the pandemic, as um, awful and tragic has been for so many people, it was almost a blessing at the beginning for me because it I had to stop and as much as it was like I you know I was doing 5,000 miles an hour and then hit a crash barrier and flipped over the top of it there was a period of time that I actually got to rest properly and so that very the first lockdown ended up being really quite good for me I actually ended up getting some proper rest and sleep and and to take uh, take stock but actually as the pandemic <laughs> continued um and we were going in and out of it, I was kind of realizing that the way that I'd been working, I didn't want to work like that anymore. And it's not that I didn't want to be doing the TV shows or, or the photo shoots or all the stuff, because I love, I love all the aspects of what it, what it is that I'd be doing or running a business. But, um, but I couldn't do it the way I had been doing it. It was, it was funny, I was only talking to somebody this morning, um, uh, PR, um, Sophie Franklin I was chatting to her this morning um, and I said to her you know what if you applied or saw a job advert for what I was doing prior to the pan pandemic you'd be like I'm not doing I'm not doing that that'll kill you <laughs> you know you'd never you'd never go for it but because everything just builds and builds and builds and builds it just becomes the normal but actually it, I'll be honest it affected my mental health it was you know it's not something that I ever particularly talk about I support but uh, it really affected my mental health. And I actually felt very lost for a period of time. And during the latter part of the pandemic, I actually got to the point where I was pretty much on the boundaries of closing my business down and just stepping out. I just couldn't see how mentally and physically I could get back into running my business again. And, you know, the team had been great. Everybody was there, but there's a lot of pressure, you know, it's, it's on your shoulders. And, and, you know, this is only a personal experience 
lots of people that will be listening have got it and may not found it quite as difficult or found it even harder and lost their businesses. You know, this we've all got we've all got a story that's that's attached to it throughout this time. But um, but personally, I, I felt very lost about being a salon owner and a boss. And it was a boss as well, actually. Um, it's 28 years in May, this May, that I've had Craig Chapman's salon. Uh, so it's a long time. <laughs> it's a really, really long time. Um, but I've made, but, you know, with a lot of thought and a lot of research and a lot of deciding that I wanted to be in business, but I needed to change the way that I was in business so that I could create some freedom for myself to be able to rediscover my passions, my energy, um, what makes me tick. Um, I have made a change on my business. And, you know, this will be, it's about to come out on social media. I've already contacted all our clients and it's been a journey um, to get there, but I am changing to my business into a co-working space. So as of the 24th of May, um, my business is Hub, Hub Cornwall. Um, a co-working space for uh, freelance hair, um, beauty, well-being, um, and barbers. And honest to God, it's reignited the passion for having a business that I'd never, that I thought had gone. I thought it completely disappeared. And I know that at the moment, like the co-working spaces are a bit controversial with some people that are really dedicated to maybe a traditional salon structure. But as I've gone through this journey and worked with my team, who are now all going freelance, um, the energy it has developed for me personally, but also for the people that have worked for me for 20, well, some of them are 28 years. They, it's like they, they have been reborn because they're starting their own business, but in a secure and, you know, supported environment. And... Um, and I feel like I'm now on a level with these guys rather than being the boss. You know, it's like it's all on my shoulders. It's all it's up to me what happens. It's up to me to motivate. It's up to make sure that everybody turns up on time. It's um, we're actually on a, on a level playing field. And and I've made that choice consciously. And it feels amazing. Absolutely amazing. I can't believe I still can't believe we're about to do it. Th um, 13th of May, it closes my. Craig Chapman Salon closes and then Hub reopens 10 days later as a brand new business. Pretty How major. liberating. It's, you know what, I, I already feel like I'm more dedicated to the people that are going to be the members of Hub. So I already feel way more dedicated to the people that have been there for years. But I can see straight away that, you know, that it's not a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm standing at the end of the tunnel and it's completely open with whatever opportunity I want to take from it. I mean, the reality is I'm still going to be working in there three days a week, looking after my clientele. It's, you know, that's not necessarily going to change, but um, the freedom for me um, and the removal of a huge responsibility, I, I just, I can't explain, you know, how liberating it is. It's amazing. It's a burial. It's a rebirth. Yeah. Which it's so many things. It is. I think it's. I think it's. It's removing stuff that, um, you know, things that have gone on in the past in my business that I've, I've developed the business because I've had my arm put, put pushed behind my back. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, I've I had a walkout which so many saloners have had. You know, fifteen years ago, a bunch of people went and opened a salon behind my back, and you know, investments into people that it's never it's never ended up going somewhere and you get that, you know, it's always the boss's fault yeah. where you kind of like, well, actually there's the responsibility of you guys too. And I've been in different situations where, you know, I've had to make stern decisions about the direction that the way the business is going and holding on to it as well and holding on to morale with your team and making sure that they all feel safe and secure. But this time, this choice for a time that maybe has been darker, I've actually made a choice about what I'm doing rather than being pushed into that direction. And, and I think that's why it feels so amazing is that this is completely something I want to do. Um, I mean, as you know, I've, you know, 
Mark Woolley, Electric Space, invited me to be a member of uh, of Electric Space in Soho. And I've done a little bit of work there. And honest to God, that guy's inspired me more than he'll ever that he'll ever understand um, in the direction to take my own business. Mm. You know, so uh, so I a big thank you to him for opening my eyes. So do you see many hubs of the Craig Chapman enterprise or are you going to see how this works or see how it flows? Because Ooh. you can sew Who up... Knows? I might conquer the world, Errol. <laughs> you, you can sew up Cornwall and Devon. Yeah, I, yeah, I could. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I'm a... Craig's one pioneer. I'm a creative thinker, so you know, we all need to be inspired. So soon, as soon as I, I, I mean, I've been looking at it for looking at it for about a year and a half, I guess. This is probably about a year and a half that I've been mm. looking towards this way of working and making sure that I get it right. You know, so that's the most important. This isn't the, like a knee jerk reaction to that. I'm pissed off with being a boss, and I'm gonna just like, oh, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, yeah. I've spent time and you know financial planning and everything. I mean. You know, when the shop closes down, we're ripping it out and refitting it. So everybody goes into a brand new space as well, because that I felt was so important. The energy had to be shifted and changed. Um, but um, but. Yes, I, I, I yes, I have thought that this could be something that could move around. And I think partly because the de dedication of having my name on top of everything, having Craig Chapman on top of the, the door of everything mm. would be. You know, it, the onus is always on yourself then, isn't it? It's always back to you. But by creating a community um, of like-minded people that are working together, and I think that's the key. I've discovered that the team of people that I've got left in my salon after the pandemic are all really like-minded. They all want to personally succeed and, and do really well. So I think if you get a community of people together like that under a brand name, then um, the opportunity is endless, isn't it? What a future. What a future. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in talks with somebody up north about another one. And that's only because I put it out on the newsletter and they were to, on my mailing list, a girl that used to work for me. And we've started, and she's like, I really would love to be part of this, but lives up north. And I'm like, well, maybe we could do this together. So who knows? But right now I'm going, I'm getting this set up. I'm literally... I've got furniture to pick up on Monday and all the new, all the exciting bit, all the pretty stuff. I'm making this beautiful space. All the team are literally like that. They are there. They're ready. They've got everything all set up to go. Um, so uh, I'll give I'll give it a good few months just working solely on that. And then we'll go from that point. But I, I honestly can't tell you how excited I am. I'm I'm literally buzzing. Craig, it's going to be, <laughs> you know, it's going to be amazing. From the energy and the release, I'm yeah. feeling from what you're saying and when we were discussing it the other yeah. day, I feel the euphoria because it's pressure you don't need. And it's a, you know, you're going in a different journey anyway, but you're still going to be at the helm in a different way. You can still. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, somebody said to me, oh, well, your name's coming down above the door. That's it. It's an end of an era. And I was like, well, it's it's, it's an, end, it's an it's end of that journey, but it's the brand new start of something that's that could potentially be the most exciting thing as I've ever done in my business life. You know, it's it's set aside from doing a TV show or winning an award. It's you know, it's I've realised that actually business I love, and um, and there are so many different ways of skinning a cat, isn't there? So it it, it floats. You have to. <laughs> ever skin my dog <laughs> but um it's exciting to know that i've got another opportunity within business to still have something that i have loved for a long time but had also become a, a really weighted pressure um so it's great to see that it can be you know there can be a phoenix you know rising from the flames of something that actually was pulling me back yeah absolutely Yay! Come on, hub. So okay, give it. On, so check absolute, it out, Cornwall. Yeah, onwards and upwards, and all absolutely. I can say. But is, you know, 
with friends like you, Errol, I mean, we had a chat about it and you were like, and I said to you, I'm closing the shop. And you were like, no. And <laughs> But I explained to you what it was that I was doing. And instantly you were like, this is amazing. And, you know, Ashley's been, it's like so behind me. Um, the hair.com art team have just been amazing. They've all played a little part in it. My, my guys at the salon now who are desperate to actually start it, start yeah. their journeys. The energy around it is just amazing. But, you know, I've had great support to be able to follow a dream that I never knew I had. And I think that's the, like I was saying earlier, you go on these journeys and sometimes you get something presented in front of you. You would never in a million years have ever thought that was going to take your fancy. And, you know, that's exactly where I found myself. So, Well, all I can say to my uh, club members, watch this space because I will have you back. Uh, I'd love I mean, more, I mean, I'm intrigued even more now. Oh. Um, but thank you very much. And Well, look, okay. thank you. I mean, anything I can do with to, you know, help me with um, the Errol Douglas, Douglas Club, just say so, because I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. You're an incredible mentor. And um, and I think, you know, all of your, all your members have got, like, you know, a sweet deal to have the opportunity <laughs> to, to have you support them. I really do. But we're, we're, we're going to do something. Uh, for them as well because like I said this is all about collaboration and mentoring and yeah. you know, giving people advice in, in, in their lives and you've been an inspiration um, on this chat because you. you've charted out and now you're about to start something else and all I can say it's fearless and you won't fail because you know thank I, won't you, let you. I won't let you anyway thank I, know, you very I, know, I know you won't <laughs> you'll have me by the scruff of the neck dragging me through <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Errol Douglas and Friends podcast. Check out our Errol Douglas Club Instagram and website in the link below. Follow us and click the bell to be notified. Until the next time.